Hello and welcome to Billiken Babble with Carter Chapley and Friends. I'm your host, Carter Chapley, and this is presented by Scoops with Danny Mac. Visit scoopswithdannymac.com for all of your St. Louis sports needs. we got Cardinals, Blues, Billikens, Tigers, Prep Sports. we got a little bit of everything. The Billikens are coming off of a week break for exams, and they have a huge test this Saturday night when the Auburn Tigers, or the Eagles, or the War Eagles, or the Tigers, it's the Tigers, come to town and take on the Billikens. The Tigers are the biggest test the Billikens will have this season since Memphis. They're ranked number 12 in the country and have a consensus top five draft pick in this year's NBA draft. Very similar to the narrative of that Memphis game. However, it's at Chaffetz Arena, so now you have the home court advantage. And to get us prepared for that game, we have a St. Louis native joining me on Billiken Babble, a Durando, but not Stu Durando, Bennett Durando. Bennett covers the Auburn Tigers for the Montgomery Advertiser. He is the son of SLU beat reporter Stu Durando, and he gives us everything we need to know on the Auburn Tigers and what to expect from that team. So now here is Bennett. Producer's note, this was recorded at a Lifetime Fitness because of rolling blackouts due to the tornadoes and high winds rolling throughout the United States. I encourage you to go to Travis Ford's Twitter account to find some links to donate to those who are still recovering from the tornadoes in Kentucky. The fact that this podcast is slightly less produced because of tornadoes is hardly something to get worked up or worried about. If you hear some background noise, that's the reason. Go find Travis Ford's uh, suggested donations. If you can support, do, give what you can, and if you can't, make sure to blast that on your own social media just to get it to others who may be able to support. Thank you. And now joining me on Billiken Babble is my new friend, Bennett Durando. Bennett, how are you today? Doing pretty well, Carter. How's it going? It's been great. I know it's a little weird for me because I've been working with your dad for so long that getting you to come in and cover the games now is such a new shock. Are are you excited for this opportunity? I am. I am. Uh, The two of us, we covered the SEC tournament together in, I think it was March 2018. At the time, I was working at the campus paper at Mizzou. So that was sort of the only event we've actually covered together where we've been both working where it's not just like me shadowing him to something and then at that event like Mizzou got knocked out the first day and I hung around to write a couple things just because I sort of enjoyed being there but but this is you know we're both professional paid journalists now for the first time so it's it's its own milestone in that regard and it's uh, it's sort of funny that when I took the job I was like like, doesn't SLU play Auburn in basketball this December? What a weird coincidence. So now, Bennett, tell us where you're working, where you've come from. Give us a little bit of background on yourself. Yeah, so I'm uh, at the Montgomery Advertiser covering Auburn sports, mostly football and men's basketball. I, uh, I'm i from St. Louis, obviously, um, with my dad covering SLU. Um, and I went to school at Mizzou for journalism there and had been at the Post-Dispatch for a little while covering Mizzou. And then um, this was my first full-time job. So I've been here since early August now. And so first year on the beat. That is so exciting. And with this game coming up on Saturday, it's one of SLU's biggest of the season. Bennett, tell us what we can expect from Auburn. What's been going on down there? Well, the last two games, uh, it has not been Bruce Pearl. (laughs) They were without Bruce Pearl, who was handed a two-game suspension by the NCAA uh, at the end of the the four-year investigation that had started with Chuck Person's arrest back in 2017, the assistant coach, for accepting bribes. So that, uh, that had been a cloud 
hanging over this program for so long. And, you know, Bruce Pearl obviously has a history with NCAA violations. He had a show cause penalty when he was at Tennessee. So the, there was some concern as to when when this sort of dropped that the NCAA was going to release its findings last Friday. Is Auburn going to get hit with a postseason ban one year after they had a self-imposed postseason ban to try and avoid it? And obviously, this is the year that you don't want that because you've got Jabari Smith, who's at this point a consensus top five pick at least in next year's draft. So um, a, a ton of talent on this team, and, and they were pretty happy with the results for, you know, probation, and Bruce Pearl gets suspended two games, but ultimately a slap on the wrist really relative to what could have been a, a backbreaker if that's a postseason ban. So Pearl was out two games. Uh, this will be his first one back. Uh, Auburn looked pretty good in the, in the two games without him. Um, again, this is, this is the most talented team I've covered, and I guess, you know, I that's comparing them to the Mizzou teams I've covered, but um, Jabari is is pretty amazing to watch. They've always got Bruce Pearl's known for his backcourts usually, but, but this is a bigger team than usual. You know, they're they're starting Jabari at the four and Walker Kessler, the North Carolina transfer at the five every game pretty much, which is you know that that's unusual. And Bruce said that it was going to be sort of some growing pains for him before the season adjusting to that because he loved sort of a four guard system and and basically they've had Jabari play the four guard even though he's 6'10 so you know it's it sort of has been an adjustment process of really new team working together um but a lot of talent and, and they do have a great backcourt as usual with uh with Zepp Jasper Katie Johnson and Wendell Green all newcomers as well and from the transfer portal so yeah it's it's very new it's it's but but the talent is there and you can sort of see them starting to mesh as the season progresses it doesn't look like they've had many growing pains when you look at their record. So far, sitting with 9-1, and one, their lone loss coming to a very highly touted Connecticut team. Tell us, how have they gone so far this season in terms of production, playing? Have there been growing pains, or has it been more of just they're more talented than everyone else around them? They're a pretty confident team. They're, they play with a lot of swagger. Uh, I think Katie Johnson is going to end up being like one of the most hated players in the SEC by opponents, which is the kind of guy that you want on your team who will stick his tongue out and make faces and and just sort of has that like pit bull sort of mentality to how he plays as a guard. And so he had an amazing game against Connecticut. I, I think one of their most impressive and promising moments was the loss because they were looking pretty rough in the second half of that game, rallied from down 15. Katie Johnson, who had started the year on the bench, steps up, scores 27, and they get it to two overtimes. Their pressure defense is really good. That's always sort of a, a Bruce Pearl hallmark. So the, this team, it's a defensive identity. There have been growing pains in the half-court offense, I think. Um, and that's a little natural, I think, when you've got a new team. But um, but they love to run out in transition. They just outscored Nebraska in fast break points, I think 28 to four last Saturday. So if they can get out in transition, they're going to do that. They're going to have two or three highlight dunks and blocks every game, and they're going to win with their defense. So you said they had some growing pains with their half-court offense. They've got an amazing defense. What would be their greatest weakness then? Is it that half-court offense and still meshing together, or is there something else there? I, I think so, um, and, and that's something that slew, you know, you want to slow the game down to as few possessions as possible, I think, and that's always the case a little bit when you're an underdog, but especially with this Auburn team right now. Um, because because that, it's been an issue. They they rely on turning defense into offense more. 
um, and against North Alabama on Tuesday, for instance. Um, Stephen Pearl, the who was the acting head coach for the second of those games, and is Bruce's son. Sort of he. It's funny. Stephen has Bruce's knack for making. Uh, sort of cupcake opponents sound really good still. And and the day before the game, he was like, was like I bet you guys didn't know this, but but North Alabama leads the country in non-steal turnovers, which uh, you know it means that they're great at just sort of clogging passing lanes and making it hard to back cut, and you know you're making you throw the ball out of bounds and and sort of look sloppy in half court. And Auburn did, and they only led 32 to 27 at halftime in that game. Uh, this has been a team that their assisted turnover ratio is really good when they're at their best. And North Alabama held them to, I think it was like uh, 11 to nine or something like that for the whole game in assisted turnover, which is which is a win. So if you can sort of keep them to that and slow the game down, Auburn only ended up with 70 points as their worst offensive game. That sort of is the right game plan, of course. And they ended up blowing it open and winning by 26 anyway in the second half. We're with Bennett Durando of the Montgomery Advertiser, a St. Louis native in his own right. Bennett, you got to tell us about Jabari Smith. You got to tell us all about this top five pick. What's his, what's he like? He's, he's incredible to watch in person. Just, you know, even at, at practices before the season, you could sort of see uh, like, there are so few 6'10 guys with as smooth a stroke as he has that that's one of the things that stands out to me um the confidence in his turnaround jumper his high post jumper and then taking the three too uh, is is amazing and i think we've sort of seen him progress throughout games so far he's had a couple of shaky first halves of his own and and more throughout these first 10 games we've also seen him you know he'll he'll bring up the ball a little bit more uh if he gets a rebound he's He's going to bring it up himself and sort of facilitate the offense. And, 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 you know, they use him in different ways against Syracuse. They were basically operating him. The entire offense was out of him at the high post to beat that zone and guys uh, cutting baseline a bunch. Uh, and I don't, I mean, he's, he's the versatility, um, the size. I, he's a pretty good defender too. And that, that part of game, his game might need a little bit of work, but He's just got all the tools and and they're already looking pretty refined. I think Bruce Pearl would tell you that he's got a long way to go. But the the other thing is when you have Walker Kessler leading your interior defense, you don't need to be the best defender in the world. So yeah, Jabari is is pretty amazing at the offensive end. He's the kind of guy where you sort of, you, you think to yourself during a game, oh, he's not having that good a game. And then you go check the stats and he's at, 16 or 17 points anyway and it's like okay so <laughs> he's which is sort of like an nba star you know like mm-hmm. you know you would think of an nba star like oh that's not a great game he so he's just got all those tools his his stroke is amazing to me bennett what are you looking forward to most for this game on saturday i think looking to see how auburn's backcourt sort of uh matches up with yuri collins and and the slew back I think that's going to be a fascinating uh, storyline to watch. I, I, Yuri leads the country in assists right now, right? Yes. Um, yeah, he had the 19 assist game. Amazing. Yeah. Doesn't hurt. Uh, yeah. Zepp Jasper, who has, has sort of been a, a little bit of a surprise, I think. He's been Auburn's maybe most efficient, consistent player. Um, he's a really good on-ball and off-ball defender. You know, Auburn's Auburn's missing Alan Flanagan, who was supposed to be their best returner coming into the season, and he should be back around SEC play. So for SLU, at least that's a good news note that at least there's one 
weapon that Auburn's missing, but but Zepp Jasper well, leads the country in assist to turnover ratio. So he's a guy who's not going to make many mistakes. This this team can pass so effectively. Wendell Green Jr. can do it too. He he's dangerous because he can pull up from the logo and shoot, or he can sort of use that against a defense and has some pretty nifty assists. So I'm, I'm sort of excited for the passing in this game. I think, I think Yuri Collins going against green and, and Zep is going to be fun to watch. And, and a lot of the game could be decided there. I think. Bennett, thank you so much for joining us here on Billick and Babble. Anything to promote or talk about? Now's your chance to, to get it out there and let us know what you got going on. Um, go to MontgomeryAdvertiser.com. We've, we've got Auburn basketball covered. There's still a lot of football covered this time of year, too, with uh, National Signing Day was on Wednesday. And, you know, they've, they've got a new offensive coordinator coming in, a bowl game coming up. So there's all kinds of stuff. If, you're, if you want to just support the coverage, read the stuff, even if you're not an Auburn fan, it is, it's always welcomed. So that, that would be, that's my plug. <laughs> Go give Bennett your clicks. Thank you so much, Bennett. Thanks, Carter. Thank you again to Bennett Durando of the Montgomery Advertiser for coming on and giving us a in-depth look at what to expect from the Auburn Tigers. Going into this game on Saturday night, I am going to define myself as cautiously optimistic about the Billikens' chances. I think this Auburn team is going to be a really, really tough test for the Billikens, and if they aren't able to sort out some of their own issues, they're going to have a really tough time winning this game. I think a reason they've been successful against teams like Boston College is because Boston College didn't apply a ton of pressure to Yuri Collins. Yuri ends up getting 19 assists. That's great. Billikens end up winning the game handily. With Bruce Pearl's Auburn team being a pressure defense, I think you're going to have a harder time manufacturing on the offensive end to keep yourself into this game. So I think we could be looking at a game where if you slow things down and maybe keep the score super low, you might have a chance. But man, this Auburn team is super good. I think it would be a really great achievement if the Billikens were able to win this game. More so, if you win this game, you get yourself back on track. Yes. But you put yourself into a situation with this game where you have to win it to get yourself back on track because you weren't able to beat teams like UAB and Belmont when you had leads. So now you're kind of playing behind the eight ball in terms of setting your non-conference record back on track. Belmont and UAB were the first four teams out this week, according to Joe Lenardi's projections, and he's incredibly accurate on what he does so if you beat both of those teams that's probably your name there rather than theirs so that's going to be incredibly frustrating going forward still but with this Auburn team you're going to have to see some really mammoth performances from guys like Francis Okoro, Yuri Collins, I think you hope to see something more offensively out of Jordan Nesbitt where he kind of grows into taking over. You, I mean, you're going to need offensive and defensive outputs from everyone up and down the lineup. So I don't think you're in a situation where anybody on this team can have an off night. You're going to need to bring your A game this Saturday night. They've had a week off, so hopefully these guys are ready to go and geared up and want to play some basketball. But until next time, again, like I said in the intro to this, go seek out some places where if you can support and donate to the recovery efforts from the tornadoes across the United States. Travis Ford specifically has a connection to the Kentucky area, so this program has a connection to the Kentucky area, so I'd encourage you to maybe seek that out. And if you can't support, which I completely understand if you can't, maybe just 
just blast it on your own social media so that they can support. So thank you. I look forward to doing this again next time when the Billikens take another couple days off to go to Vegas to take on Drake for another really, really important non-conference game. And then all of a sudden it's Christmas and A-10 conference play is right around the corner. So thank you again. Be good to each other. Roll Bills.